Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cat. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. It's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We're going to talk some overhyped football teams, uh, some basketball recruiting, and a couple other topics as well. But at the start... I just wanted to toss it to Kyle because he had some some comments if you follow along with him on social media that he wanted to fully express. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. Um, I mean, first of all, I want to say a belated happy anniversary to my wife, uh, Jenny. We celebrated 10 years on July 11th. Um, and that was, uh, that was a sort of a bittersweet day for us because uh, my wife has been very sick for the last several months, almost a year, um, we were actually supposed to. I was in Vegas, as as you know, for summer league, and I was going to meet her, fly from Vegas to California, uh, and meet her for a trip out west uh, for our ten year anniversary. And we had to cancel that um, kind of last minute because um, she had another bout of illness, and uh, it's kind of been never ending for her. We had twins. Everybody knows that. I think that, that follows me or listens to us, um, in 2017. And, uh, not too long after that, she started feeling kind of bad and has had just a crazy run of health issues. Um, several, um, digestive diseases that are really rare. And we've been back and forth to the Cleveland clinic. Curtis, you know, a bunch of this because uh, there was at least one night that I called you in the middle of the night and had you come stay with our kids so I could uh, – because uh, I didn't know who else to call at that hour that would be awake to to help go with her to the emergency room. Um, you de-lammed we, me. <laughs> I did. Who up? <laughs> um, you know, we've been uh, – I, I can't even count the number of times we've been to the emergency room in the last nine months. She's had uh, her gallbladder out. She's had pancreatitis three times. Uh, we spent Christmas Eve in the ER. Um, she, you know, obviously that was bizarre to doctors here in Lexington, and we ended up going all over. We drove to Atlanta and went to Emory. We finally settled on uh, Cleveland, and and those doctors diagnosed her with a bunch of rare things. And she's had four surgeries now, including having her gallbladder out, and then three uh, surgeries on pretty rare things. One of them is a condition called MALS, M-A-L-S. Uh, and we just came back. We were actually driving back yesterday, uh, when we recorded on, uh, Saturday, I guess it was, uh, or no. Yeah. Thursday. I can't even. Oh no, we were driving down there Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've completely lost track of time. Um, and she got another rare diagnosis that's going to require another really kind of scary surgery. And, um, and in the middle of all this, um, at one of our doctor's visits, she collapsed right in front of me and had a giant seizure out of nowhere. She never had one, and it scared me to death. I thought she was dying in front of me and um, was spent a few days in the hospital and got diagnosed with epilepsy on top of everything else. Uh, and so she's had a really, really hard time, and um, she basically hadn't been able to eat for months, and uh, everything makes her sick. And so she's lost a lot of weight, and she was a small person to begin with. 
And so, one, I want to say uh, that she is incredibly strong and brave. And if I had to be even stuck by the needle she's been stuck with over these last few months, I would just have rather have somebody put me out of my misery. I'm, I, I, I'm not nearly as tough as she is. Um, and then also, uh, sometimes people suck. <laughs> because if people do follow me, you probably also know that uh, while we were driving back from this last Cleveland Clinic visit, um, I had tweeted out some pictures, uh, of our anniversary and I would, here's where I would also like to say, and this is not a, they're not a sponsor, but, um, but I'm going to shout them out in a big way. Anyway, the castle, the Kentucky castle, um, that is under some new ownership. Um, I got to know one of the owners, uh, a while back and just messaged him and said, Hey, is, do you guys have any rooms? on this night because I'm trying to salvage whatever I can of our anniversary. And they made it, um, really incredible. Brian Atkins, um, in particular, um, just gave us an awesome night, uh, an awesome dinner. Um, gave my wife a day at the spa, an incredible day at their new spa out there at the castle. Um, it, it is a beautiful place and we had a great time and they really, um, did help salvage our 10th anniversary. Um, but I had tweeted out some pictures of that and of, of Jenny. And as we were driving back, um, I was driving and my wife just kind of started crying and I didn't know what was going on. And it was apparently someone replied to me, uh, insulting my wife, uh, the way she looked because she's, uh, thin. And I assume it was meant to be an insult to me. And it's a troll who's, um, created several accounts, uh, to, con- to come at me over and over and over again. Everyone I block, a new one pops up. And, uh, I have to say it was probably the angriest I've been in a long time. My hands were shaking. I had to kind of calm down so I didn't run off the road. And if that person had been a real person in front of me at that moment, I probably would have done something I really regret. And I would probably still do something I regret if I ever do meet that person. Um, because it really upset her and it really, uh, really upset me. So I just want to say I'm proud of my wife. I am, uh, worried about her. I am sad for her because it's been a really hard time and she just can't ever catch a break. Uh, I'm tired because, uh, we have twin babies and, and, uh, she's had so many surgeries. She's not even allowed to pick our kids up right now. Um, so it's been a hard several months on both of us, but especially her. And so, uh, screw you anonymous internet guy, but also, um, thank you to, I would say, I think hundreds now (laughs) of people who reached out in the positive way. And that was the last takeaway from all this is that for every internet tough guy, jerk, anonymous, a-hole, there's about a thousand good people. And it's easy to get sucked into the Twitter vacuum and think everybody sucks and everything sucks. And I, I fall into that trap sometimes, but uh, this whole incident definitely also showed me the other side of people. Uh, and so thank you to all those who said kind things to me and especially to her because uh, it meant a lot. And it, I think it lifted her spirits because she was pretty down seeing something nasty like that. And uh, she's been self-conscious about that, about losing weight. So um, thank you guys. And that's it. And, and I love you, Jenny. Well, obviously, Kyle, you know, uh, <laughs> if, 
you ever need anything, you've got me. And I, I speak, I guess, just a voice to all those comments that you read. Um, I stand with all those and don't let the idiot get you down too much. There's a ton more support than negativity in the world, I think, even though we see so much of the negativity. So that's hopefully a lesson we can kind of get from this and have a positive positive note going forward. So coming up next, we'll get we'll get back to some some sports, specifically the Peach Jam and basketball recruiting because there were some some developments down in uh, North Augusta, South Carolina this week. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy, which is a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutrition, supplementation, and alternative therapies like CBD oil. Their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. They will take the time to get to know you and explain your medication and answer any questions you may have. They accept most insurance plans, including Medicare. They're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion on the four-way stop next to Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can check out grassrootspharmacy.com for more information or feel free to give them a call, 859-263-1382. That's Grassroots Pharmacy. Check them out online at grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nefale Dante out there making even more headlines, Kyle. He's uh, <laughs> the reclassification story that will never end. I guess he told some reporters this week that if the 2019 reclass was possible, he would probably go through with it. And then he led his team to the Peach Jam Championship, having an impressive uh, championship game, defeating another UK Targets team in Jalen Green. I got the numbers here. Dante had 22 points and 18 rebounds in that championship game where his squad, Mocan Elite, came away um, with the title. Kyle, you know, you tweeted out the three teams you think are involved. How do you handicap the Dante recruitment? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, LSU and Oregon were thought to be kind of out front of everybody else. Um, you know, they were in on him for a long time and um, that was just kind of all the buzz that anybody I talked to around it kind of seemed to think. Um, but then Kentucky got his last visit, uh, official visit. And, you know, I had a story in the athletic, we talked about it, his, uh, Mocan team director, that AAU team, uh, director was also Willie, Con- Willie Cauley Stein's, uh, team director. And he, you know, if you, if you read that story, you see his comments, uh, he raved about Kentucky and Kenny Payne and the way they de- developed his last, you know, elite big man, or one of his last. Um, everybody knows Willie Cauley Stein was, you know, in the in the 40s in the recruiting rankings, and then he was drafted six overall, and now he's with the Warriors. Um, so that bodes well for Kentucky. You know, I don't, I haven't seen any comments. I'm sure he gave some at Peach Jam or, or somewhere else, but I haven't seen any comments from him if he gave any about how that visit went at Kentucky. Um, his, uh, host mother texted me and said they had a great time. That's, that's the extent of it that I have on my end. But, um, you got to think, um, given the, the connection there to Kentucky, given that they got his last visit, that they're at least in the hunt. 
and they offer something. I mean, they, I think Kentucky offers a chance to come play right away, uh, one, on a contender, and two, at a place that is known for churning out uh, high-level NBA prospects. And, you know, his other challenge, his other contenders, LSU and Oregon, not as well known for that. Not that they haven't. I mean, Oregon just had Bowl Bowl. Um, LSU had all those players and only one guy drafted this year, Tremont Waters, and it was late in the second round. So, you know, Kentucky, I think it's advantage Kentucky on that regard, advantage Kentucky on the, you know, are they a title contender uh, category? So I would, I would, I would imagine after what they saw this week at Peach Jam and today with everything on the line, you know, in a championship game for him to go 22 and 18, I would imagine those Kentucky coaches who were three deep there at that game, um, probably even more eager to to put the press on to to one get him to come to Kentucky and two to get him to come now. Quick uh, side path. There were some you mentioned the Trill one, aka Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, he had some tweets today, <laughs> and Mo Can. I think most people know that stands for Missouri Kansas. That's the kind of where that team is located. He was from Willie Cauley Stein, being from Kansas. He appears to be a Chiefs fan, and he tweeted out. Apparently, I haven't seen this video, but Patrick Mahomes was throwing a ball out of the stadium. I don't. I haven't seen this viral video, but everybody knows Patrick Holmes is a really impressive quarterback. Um, and so, Collie Stein tweeted out, "Seeing that video of Mahomes throwing it out of the stadium got me thinking about my days as a receiver in Kansas." Hey, Patrick Mahomes, if this if this gets ten thousand retweets, we should hit the field and run some routes. MVP throw into a seven footer. He then followed that one up with a tweet that had some pictures of him in his football playing days. Uh, from high school, and he said, those were some days, and then he added the little tagline that has become kind of an internet joke. You would be sick if you took a shot every time they mentioned this on a broadcast of Kentucky basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I, I think I think we all would agree with that. That's uh, uh, It was ad nauseum, uh, the mentions of the basketball, or the football, but it would, I mean... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if how well a seven foot tall, sort of skinny guy would uh, fare at the NFL level. It feels like he'd get broken in half. But uh, but I'd certainly love to watch him go catch passes from uh, from Mahomes. I would. I would think in a, a on air scenario, just out on a practice field, they could do some crazy things. Yeah, I think that that definitely would, would be the made for. Made for maybe not TV event, but for definitely social social media. Uh, the other thing that was of note, uh, we talked about how uh, Mocan won the championship. The team they defeated was the team for Jalen Green. I think it's Team Why Not, which is Russell Westbrook's um, EYBL squad. And Green had a monster game in the in the final game as well, even though his team eventually fell. He had 27 points. Um, and so Kentucky, as you just talked about the staff being there for Dante, they obviously also were taken in green, so they got to kind of double dip there to a certain extent. Seems like that's a Kentucky and Memphis battle at this point, Kyle. And my question to you, I hope you've seen this picture, but the one and only Drake, a.k.a. OVO, a.k.a. Drizzy, was photographed in a Memphis Tigers shirt, and that picture was quote-tweeted by Penny Hardaway, the coach of Memphis, 
and said something to the effect of looks good. Do you think Drake wearing Memphis gear will be the deciding factor in Jalen Green's commitment? <laughs> uh, no, and I don't think it's that weird, right? I mean, that's where he like connected with Calipari at, at Memphis, right? Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's that odd. And uh, it's also, I mean, also Drake wearing somebody else's colors slash jersey slash t-shirt is the least surprising thing ever um you know he's he's uh he's a front runner and he's memphis is hot right now yeah they definitely are drake i don't know his loyalty i guess he hasn't really picked a college but he's gonna wear whoever's doing the best at at that moment uh i look forward to him being in a anthony jersey num anthony davis number three jersey very soon i would guess <laughs> yeah Yes, he'll he'll be uh, be a huge Lakers fan any day now. Um, coming up next, we are gonna switch to some football because we got SEC media days this week. But before that, let me tell you guys real quick about Twillery. If you go to twillery.com/lockedon and use the promo code lockedon, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you're gonna get twenty five dollars off your order. Twillery is built on a century-old family manufacturing business. They still make millions of shirts a year for leading brands, and they leverage those contacts and their team's technical know-how to keep costs down, maintaining a high standard in quality and craftsmanship. Shirts are a commodity, and they make stocking up your closet simple, easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guaranteed. They offer free shipping and returns. So check out twillery.com slash locked on. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com. And use the promo code locked on to save on your order. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So CBS Sports did a really kind of an interesting thing. They went back since um, since the SEC had expanded and kind of ranked the how teams finished from where they were picked in the media poll until where they actually finished. And Kyle, I think the, honestly, the results weren't super surprising. The most overhyped team was Tennessee. The most underhyped team was Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think those are both, Spot on. I mean, that if I were to guess, I think that probably I probably would have guessed that. Um, I might have guessed Florida, but they, you know, because they had some really good seasons in there, probably not. But I, I there have been, I feel like there have been some years that Florida was way up there and and dramatically underachieved. Um, Tennessee, not not a not a huge surprise. I think everybody kept expecting Tennessee to rise back up and just kind of never did. Um, and Mississippi State was just like the annual, the annual overachiever. They never, they never signed a crazy recruiting class that I can remember. Like in terms of, you know, I don't think they ever signed like a top ten recruiting class, but barely like top twenty five. And yet they, they were always right there. Got all the way up to number one one season. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. And Kentucky was was uh, also frequently underrated. Yeah, they were the second most underrated team. And I'll kind of real quick read the little capsule uh, CBS Sports put together. Uh, they said the media has either been right or has undervalued the Wildcats every year since expansion. 
The real jump came over the last two seasons. They outperformed their preseason pick by two games in 2017 and three last season in 2018. Uh, Kyle, I, I, I think that's kind of a crazy crazy little stat there that the they've never been overrated since the SEC has expanded in these media polls. Yeah, that's that is uh that's that's more interesting than the underrated thing. Like that no 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 one has ever picked them higher. Uh their media has never picked them higher than they actually finished. Um right? Like in none of yeah. those years. In since since expansion, uh, so the last 7 seasons. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty crazy. Um but it sounds about right. I mean, you know, if you go back 7 years, that's what Joker's 2 and 10 season is the yeah. first one and then six for Stoops. So, you know, two and 10, two and 10, five and seven, where they melt down at the end of the season, five and seven, where they melt down at the end of the season, seven and five, and then a seven and five where they were what five points away and kind of blew the chance to have nine or 10 wins. So it's like every, every year, if you wanted to doubt Kentucky, even as they kind of made their climb, you could continue to doubt Kentucky and, and, then they break through and win ten, and now they lose so many players that everybody's kind of doubting Kentucky again. So I don't. That probably won't change. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, and this is almost impossible. And I don't. I haven't looked at it a ton at this point, and I know, um, and I don't think you have either. But where would you kind of think that they'll end up on on this year's kind of value? Do you think they'll be the bottom near the bottom of the East again, or will they get on quote unquote some respect? I think they're going to be a. I think they're going to be undersold again. Uh, and, and, and I think that it, there's some logic to that. I mean, you don't lose 11 guys who signed NFL contracts. Uh, you know, the, the greatest pass rusher in school history, the, the leading rusher in school history. You don't lose all that and not take a dip. But I, don't, I just don't think they're going to dip crazy far. Um, but I, I think when I think about the kind of, you know, the way people vote in a big setting like that, where there's what 1500 reporters and probably seven or 800 of them cast a vote. And I mean, how deeply are people really looking into all these teams? People kind of sort of default to the name brands um, and, and the basic stuff, like how many starters are back? How, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how people vote. I mean, I've voted for those things. You're scrolling through, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, skimming through the Athlon, uh, guide going okay how many starters are back how many did they lose okay they lost their two best players they had a huge draft okay uh they're gonna they're not gonna be very good they're kentucky so i i would guess they'll be sixth or seventh probably in the league which which will you know they'll get them all riled up i think that they'll end up fifth i think that they'll be behind tennessee south carolina georgia um and florida and then I, I think that they'll end up being ranked ahead Van, Vandy and Missouri. Missouri maybe, I don't know. I, the one thing I do kind of wonder is how long South Carolina will continue to kind of get the benefit of the doubt over Kentucky. I don't know how many times you have to see UK beat USC to maybe flip your judgment on that. Yeah, five times in a row. And, uh, you know, that's that'll be the interesting thing. They beat, they've beaten South Carolina five straight, Missouri four straight. Vanderbilt three straight, um, you know they they ended the losing streak against Florida. Um, you know Tennessee is a strange, 
strange, strange thing. Like even in their best year, they get run by Tennessee. But other than that, you know, Georgia is the only team in the league that's just head and shoulders better than them mm-hmm. over the last, you know, three years. And so uh, they finished second or tied for second two out of the last three years in the East, which is really, I mean, that's an underrated thing in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it won't surprise me if they're sixth though, because uh, people will be on the Kelly Bryant hype train, you know, transferred at Missouri, and and uh, it's again, it's name brand. Well, they got the Clemson quarterback. Well, Missouri's here goes Missouri, and maybe that'll. I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen, but uh, you know, um, I, I that my prediction is I'm going to predict they end up sixth. Well, we'll we'll find out uh, soon enough, I guess, at the end of this week. Uh, I'm heading down there. I'll be down there the day that UK is at the podiums and doing the, the tour all over the place. So be sure to be following along. I'll have a ton of videos and we'll probably have some audio on this podcast of all the happenings down in Hoover, Alabama. Kyle, I'm honestly extremely disappointed it got moved from Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta sucks to get into, but once you're in there, it's it's a pretty good time. And instead, I'm yeah, but I, I feel like the, I feel like SEC Media Days belong in in uh, Hoover. Uh, Whatever, old timer. I mean, it just uh, you know it, it is a tradition. I mean, if you go down there for years and years and years and years, and uh, it's a tradition. You know, people as much as anything, you know, the the lobby people. I wrote a story a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, the the creatures of the of the win uh, win free hotel lobby. Um, the lobby come, people. I mean, it's 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 something that's it's it's just kind of a different deal and uh i think it's cool i i think it i think it belongs in birmingham that sounds like a horror movie the lobby, the lobby people <laughs> well i mean there trust me you see a couple things that that uh that sort of look like a horror movie oh, at times, goodness. all right i think that that's about all we got for today um so be sure to be following along with us on social media we are at locked on uk on instagram and twitter you can follow me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle. At Kyle Tunger underscore A-T-H. And if you want to talk some trash about my wife, just uh, hit me up and we'll do that in person. See how it goes. I'll bust some skulls. You can read Kyle's uh, non-threatening work on The Athletic. And you can hear me weeknights, 6.30 WLAP, 6 to 8 p.m. on Big Blue Insider. Thanks again to Grassroots Pharmacy for sponsoring... This edition of the show, we'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. That'll be good. I think that'll be enough. All right, cool. Uh, where do you want to, I don't know. Where do, you, where do you think the best place to start is?